my very limited internet access, and, and anytime a Mac It'll is work? in the room, I think so. it fucks up yeah. my signal. But yeah. if it's just an Android or something like that, it, right. they both work. You know how sometimes we'll get the noise interference uh, through because of our phones? Mm -hmm. uh, with my, when I used to have a iPhone, I had an iPhone 3, first, phone, first cell phone I ever had in my life. It would, uh, through my computer speakers, it would buzz. Whenever I would be, yeah, but I had an iPhone, and I, when I when I would, I used to have iPhones, and when I came, and would be on the show, it would. I mean, I had to turn it off because it would just, yeah, it's terrible. Well, that's the thing. It's it's, and people are always like, well, the battery life sucks on them. It's like that's the biggest current. No, the data usage sucks on them, and that's why the that's why the battery use sucks on them because. They're data hogs. Well, well it's, we could put this in really nerdy Star Trek terms. Well, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it in really nerdy Star Trek terms. <laughs> All right. There's a class of starship on Star Trek that they had a battleship called, the, the one of them called the Defiant. It was the ship for Deep Space Nine. And it was too fast. It was too powerful. And it was all was it too stuff. furious? <laughs> yes. Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel was the engine. <laughs> just him running around without a shirt on. No, um, no, and that was the thing is that was just it had drawbacks, but the drawbacks were because it was so overpowered. I mean, that, sort that's, of like me. Yeah, yeah. Especially when getting into passionate lovemaking, I've killed three women <laughs> during sexual intercourse, sexual congress, as I like to call it. <laughs> You're the Max Bear. I sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, they call me the Iceman. <laughs> Not even joke. <laughs> That's exactly what you think it is, you son of a bitch. I want this fucking poster, dude. Fuck yes. See that? The poster? You can find that somewhere. I gotta have it. That's gotta be on a shirt somewhere. My body's ready. My heart's on fire. I'm gonna push it over the wire. Already the best show we've ever done. They continually get better. So. Who is behind this masterpiece? Stan Bush. Stan Bush. Stan or Dan? Stan. Stan. <laughs> so good. Kumite. Kumite. Oh, fucking shit, dude. I can feel the walking from the spinning heel kick. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel Bogo Young's pecs. Yeah, just bouncing. Yeah. Bouncing to and fro. Tits akimbo. Yeah, his pecs were so big it looked like he had tits. Yeah. He could uh, bounce them like a uh, like a, He's a bodybuilder. Oh yeah. Bogo Young was bodybuilder. Anyway, it's uh, episode two sixty four. I'm not gonna do all the fucking superlatives and all yeah, that. Yeah, this is uh, this is a supplemental. Yeah, we're just uh, we're going through the motions. It's sort of like my yoga workouts when I don't really focus on uh, on uh, the uh, the resistance thing, and I just just do this, just stretch. I'm just stretching, baby. I'm trying to get limber, you know. Two sixty four. John and uh, John and Chuck are here. Aaron and Elena have passed away. They died in a horrible. Gardening accident. It's a nasty cheese grating incident. Let, let that be a lesson to all of you all yeah. who, are, who are planning your Rona gardens because yeah. all of a sudden you're a fucking pro prepper. Yeah. One of the most dangerous things you can do improperly plant is both hoeing and tilling. 
people see the thing is people try to run the tiller backwards. Yep. And then their legs get sucked mm-hmm. into it, and then it's just like that. It, it's like that scene. Um, um, I'm thinking of one scene in particular. It's uh, from The Happening, the Marky Mark Wahlberg vehicle. What's going on? I think no. I was. Th- What's going on? Nature is attacking us. <laughs> I think I was thinking hey, nature, of a scene. You're going really great. Hey, nature, back <laughs> off. Roger Rabbit, maybe, where the guy's getting run over by the. Uh, the, by the dip machine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was thinking uh, there was a, a scene in The Happening, a. Uh, a um, M. Night Shyamalan slash Marky Mark slash Zoe Deschanel vehicle. Excuse me. Man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I can name, I'm John Lick was almost in it, too. Lots of worlds colliding <laughs> in that. <laughs> and uh, nature uh, forces people to do things. And the guy's out there. Like a fungal thing? Like I have a, no idea. Kind of I, I make fun, but I really enjoyed that movie. <laughs> Um, nature puts out a pheromone that makes you do things, and a guy's out mowing his grass, and nature's had about enough of him <laughs> mowing his grass. So <laughs> nature puts out a pheromone that makes him lay down in front of his gravely, and the gravely runs over him. And if you know what, if you know gravelies, gravelies will run over you, oh, yeah. and they will fucking chip you up like a bitch. And so that's kind of what it, that reminds me of. But I hope nature's Aaron- had just about enough of that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, you st- uh, I didn't ask for a haircut. <laughs> So, listen here. I want him to have the voice of an old Jewish man. (laughs) Oi, with the grass cutting. Oh, (laughs) oi. In in accordance with our our local, uh, with our uh, recent obsession, it had to be a mafioso's voice. I've had it up to here with the grass cutting. Oh, with the grass cutting already. Can we stop with the grass cutting? I'm so sick of the grass cutting. Oi. Of uh, uh, Maron with the grass. Yeah, cut. I was say oi. <laughs> some of them say oi. Some of them do say oi. Because some of these fucking some reason, idiot grease balls. <laughs> for some reason, Italian and Jewish culture in New York is like woven in together. It's very strange. Yeah, Stan th- Bush, you're going in my fucking playlist, bud. I wonder if you can actually get that song on Amazon. Um. Or Spotify. Check Spotify. I'm going to check Spotify. Spotify though. probably has it. I just searched Bloodsport on. Uh, on. Um, YouTube? Yeah. YouTube? Stan Bush. I mean, you got this. That's also Stan Bush. Stan Bush had some fucking bangers. Fuck yeah, he did. (laughs) That's on the the Transformers animated movie. And Marky Mark sings it. Yeah. (laughs) In Boogie Nights. (laughs) Boogie Nights. So Optimus Prime and a guy with a huge cock sang that song. Okay. He actually put out Never Surrender from Kickboxer as a single in 2015. Also, Never, Never Surrender from Kickboxer. I mean, in the, in, the, in the vein of 80 songs, that touches all the bases. I mean, it, the, dots, it dots all the I's and crosses all well, the T's. All the, uh, the message of all 80s cock rock songs is giving up is not an option. Exactly. Thou shan't give up. Uh, I would like to hear the opposite. Surrendering like, is. Just lay down. <laughs> it's all right to rest for a while. It's okay to take a load off. That bully will hate himself eventually. You'll get him back in the long run. You'll run Apple Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of wanted to do a uh, fuck to com- sort of commemorate all of, all the lives lost mm-hmm. in this tragic, uh, you know pandemic that we're facing right now and i just wanted to play this song to commemorate (laughs) 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 
<laughs> so sad. Too soon? No. Right on. It's uh, I can't believe I haven't thought of that song yet. Now I've got to think of other songs. <laughs> don't okay, come, I, don't come I've around just got here an official no word from the Moors. They're not coming. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe this one. Boom, 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 boom. I can feel the magic floating in. What is this one? Well, it's it's called breathe, but it doesn't really help. It's not really on point. I feel bad for even doing this. I'm gonna edit this out. Put yours back up. <laughs> um. Oh, here we go. Now, I, now I'm on point. Now I got it. Yeah, you see that my behavior's unacceptable. So condescending, unnecessary. It takes a minute to get to the chorus, though. See, I'm getting very physical. Getting harder to breathe. Yeah, get it. This is actually a fucking good tune too, man. Maroon 5's a good band. They're a great band. They're my favorite band. Now I don't think that, but I'm just saying that they're. I think I've. I've they can really play, and they. You know, and they have charisma. They, you know. That uh, that uh, that singer. He's a good-looking fella. I'd let him have yeah, me. I, I didn't. I never would have known that, you know. I mean, because the ladies don't seem to make that big of a deal of it. Yeah, no, not at all. It's I like mean, with the Jared Leto. I know. It's, it's never, like they never noticed. say anything. Or, or the Hemsworth guy. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, you know, Brad Pitt. Nobody talks about how handsome not, that guy is. <laughs> nobody. Come on. <laughs> we can't even. We can't even sarcasm that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. See, there's one that kind of slipped slipped through the cracks too. I think I've got one. I think you're gonna laugh at this. I wonder if they're still using these. If, if like <laughs> there's some old school doctors, no, we're gonna put them in a fucking iron lung. <laughs> I right, give me the thing. Is that the uh, the the uh, radio radio hit? That's yeah. it. Okay. All right, we got this one. Hold on. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Duncan Sheik, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. I know what you're doing. I might have mentioned this before. One time, uh, we were having a discussion about who the best singers are, like in and modern somebody, music. And somebody answered that in nineteen in earnest. It was in nineteen ninety eight, and my good friend Chris Stockwell. It's like Duncan Cheek, man. Duncan Cheek, he's one of the best. I think he's the best singer out there. As a matter of fact, what? I swear to God, man. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> did, you, did you give him a wah wah wah? What the fuck are you talking? I about? almost hit him. <laughs> you should have, <laughs> and he would have deserved it. <laughs> Not much He's laying in a body cast. <laughs> he said, I, I stand by it. He's, <laughs> He's got his leg up. It's all real old school and Go weird. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, Duncan Sheik's a fine singer. But that's a good choice. Barely breathing. Yeah. 
God, that's such a 90s look of that guy. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> He's like David, David Schwimmer's better looking cousin. <laughs> God, how did I ever watch an episode of anything with David fucking Schwimmer in it? Have you gone back and tried to watch Friends with that asshole in it? No. It's unwatchable. Like, Matthew Perry's great. Matt LeBlanc's great. They're all great, except Could him. I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Look, I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> If I wasn't going commando, he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I've got one. Wonderful things could be bad. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? <laughs> wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think what, I'm how a does girl? The girl who has Just everything. wait a second. Look at this trove. Treasures untold. How Great many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you think, sure, she's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's its and what's its galore. You want thingamabobs? I got 20. But who cares? Thingamabobs? No big deal. I want more. Be where the, the people, people are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goddamn, that's fucking good, John. I, I, I should have had it. I should have had it queued up to that point. It was good. I admit the build-up was worth oh. it. <laughs> Flipping your fins, you. I've got the Disney Plus thing. I think I might go to Disney Terror and watch a bunch of. I watched the uh, new version of Lion King yesterday. Pretty good. It's the Lion King, but I think that. Uh, What's that word again? I think that Rowan Atkinson is probably a better Zazu than. than I love John Oliver, but Rowan Atkinson, he was great as Zazu. Both of them are great. Well, sure. I mean, they're both snooty British guys. With James Earl Jones was big schnozzes. James know? Earl Jones was in both. James Earl Jones, there is nobody else who could play. But I mean, if he died, that movie's off. You know, you can't. I mean, they'd have got somebody else to do it. I mean, did Jeremy Irons play Scar? No. It was. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. A Julia Okia four or something like that. I got one here. No, wrong. There it is. Listen to that fuzz, man. Some fucking 1989 Seattle this is shit. This is officially an episode of the Fun Employment Files. Just touch me, I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying I'm uh, single, so I'm saying I'm dick. And I want you to touch me. Yeah. That is, <laughs> I love that movie, dude. That is the that that might be on the on the watch list today. Because I all right, I'll I, clean the whole house. I got one. No, haven't heard this in a while. <laughs> no, I cleaned the whole house today. Um, like getting everything ready for tomorrow with the starting the whole workout with the cardio and everything tomorrow. Like. Give myself a total day off Didn't really work out hard yesterday So I counted as two So Set up the oil lamp I'm going to start using an oil lamp Like on the table and stuff And start turning off my electricity a lot Except for the air conditioning Because you know I can't do without that So You're like practicing for Well no I'm just It's just It's a stoicism principle But it's also It's you know More than It can also prepare me If things go Wrong You know so And plus it's just Peaceful as shit To have You know 
candles burning and the lights off and everything and reading or doing whatever. That's what I'll be doing is reading. Yeah. So you know you can use um, just straight K1 kerosene for your oil lamps. It's like way cheaper than buying lamp oil. Really? Yeah. It works fine. Does it ever go bad? It can go stale, yeah. Okay, because I've got I, – I, I read something today. I've got a really old oil lamp, and I read it up and said lamp oil – Stays good indefinitely. Like, oh, lamp oil's better. Right. Don't get me wrong, but if, but it's I'm more just, expensive. Yeah, but but K one, you know, it's like right. whatever, three, four dollars a gallon. All I need is a. I was going to ask you if you or anybody around here had a. I need a glass hood to put on the. You know the. Because I've got oh, a top. I've, yes, I need yeah, a top to it. Yeah, so. you can you can find them on Amazon or whatever. Okay. Or Walmart. I mean, I, I love oil lamps. I love the smell. Yeah, I do. I've got. I don't know if you see my oil lamp collection. I have like. I have like tens. Really? I have like 40 oil lamps. Awesome. Yeah. Like all, like really old ones, weird ones, foreign ones. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd like to like check undo- little, undocumented ones. Little big ones. I would, I mean, I think that they're. I, I would like, I mean, I could do an, an oil lamp gangbang. <laughs> oil, lamp buka- oil lamp bukkake. Yeah. Just spray oil over the place. <laughs> um, no, I, I like them because I'm going to put one uh, in the dining room. And then I've got a, and then I've got a lantern for like on that table that sits beside the couch. Like, I bought a lantern, I put a candle in. And then I have other candles burning it. Man, it's really... Sometimes you just want to turn everything off and have no noise. You know, we're not... We're animals who aren't meant to be around a lot of noise. So it really stresses us out to be around noise. Noise is... It's not our natural state. So, do you think we should turn the noises I'm, off? I'm yeah. super sensitive about sounds. Like, it, it stresses me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point where I realize, like... Even like my phone buzzing as a notification mm-hmm. is enough to like trigger my parasympathetic ner- nervous system and cause me great anxiety. And if I turn all that off and look at my phone just, when I want yeah. to look at it and I'm in control, mm-hmm. it's like my peace level just you know goes up. It's awesome. And also, you know how uh, th- there's that great feeling after you clean the house. That's one of the best feelings in the world. Everything's in its place, and everything you know, like. I don't clean. He's going for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, um, I, I like I put things where I want them. I have a system. Like I put all my you know fruits and stuff on one counter, so I can just grab them, put them in my protein shake, and have all my vitamins on one counter. I don't have things put away because I don't like that. So then I have you know my chair where I put my work clothes, and then I put my workout clothes. So I get up, put them on, and I go. You know, my mom won't consider it cluttered. I consider it mine. You know. She drives her crazy. She's like, "Why do you do this?" I was like, "Because that's the way I want it." You know, it's a, a utilitarian thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, it's like I got into this when when I was talking about you know dealing with certain crises and things like that. Like when my water system went out, mm-hmm. and you go into my 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 spa room where my sister and stuff is, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is a nightmare." Mm-hmm. I mean, you can walk through it, but there's stuff scattered everywhere. And um, when my shit broke, and I went in there to fix it, and it was dark, and all I had was a headlamp. Um, everything I needed to fix it was right there. Right. Because I had, because I'm, you know, it's not clutter. Right. It's just, it's just organized chaos. Exactly. It's like we, me with, you know, one of my favorite images is, and it's almost in every fantasy book when the, when they talk to the wizard or the learned man or whatever, and it's in every, you know, it was even in a Disney movie. It was in the Sword in the Stone, which by the way, if you ever can give it a shot, it's a really decent animated movie. But that's what I look for in the, my animated movies is something decent. Well, I mean, I'm saying it's that movie's awesome. 
I think it's beautiful. It is. The animation stuff is great, but what I don't like about it is that they, they voice the kid like with like three different people, and it's readily apparent if you really, really? pay attention. Yeah. I never noticed. I mean, no, I, and the guy who plays Merlin's awesome, and the big fat knight with the big bushy mustache mm-hmm. is awesome. You know, I, it's got some really great things about it. Um, but that just ah, grates my nerves so bad because mm. I can really tell. But... Um, you know the wizard and, and the and the philosophers and all this stuff all has book, open books stacked everywhere where they're looking at stuff and you know cages with animals in them. You know that was in uh, the Dragonbone Chair when Simon went into Doctor Morgana's office. All these crazy things were sent. Like this big suit of witchwood armor was against one you know wall, and then he had a he had a glass case with a shifting sand in it for no apparent reason. Like there's you know it's closed, so there's no wind in it, but it's just shifting around. And it was man, it was a. It's one of the most beautiful things. It's a. It's a fantasy archetype that is really. Are you playing money? <laughs> this is Pink Floyd. I'm trying to figure out what this is. It's going to take a minute before it gets to the line. Breathe, breathe in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second, it's something to do with breath. I even skipped 40 seconds in because I thought. (laughs) See, and they give. Okay, here's the thing about Pink Floyd. I love them. And yes, they bring me peace when I listen to it, but it's a very uneasy kind of peace. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of. I don't know, man. There are different kinds of peace. Like, you can be calm and everything, but this has got a real. I don't know. You see what I'm getting at? Like that always seems like something weird's about to happen. Exactly. Like it's like uh, it's not escapism music. No, you know, like it's that not. kind of piece. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's not euphoric. It's like it's not Buddhist chimes or something. You know, I mean, it's not something like that. But it definitely is calming. It's like parts of Stanley Kubrick's movies are calming, but they're all. But they're they're cal- what I'm saying is they're calming, but you're extremely uneasy because you know something is going to happen. Like The Shining is good at that. You are so fucking uneasy the entire time, and the, and when you really look at it, the crazy shit doesn't happen until about the last third. You know, so but it always seems like something fucked is about. Yes, to that's see, that's what I'm saying. The cam, even the camera angles are off and stuff like that. It is purposely constructed to make you uncomfortable. Kubrick does that better than anybody. Like, even in 2001, two, I don't Have you ever sat down and watched that? Yeah. That movie is tremendous. It's absolutely amazing. But it is eerie the entire time. Especially when the computer is, when Hal is going offline and he's achieved consciousness and he's in that same monotone, he just keeps talking. But he's saying things that would, that he's terrified. He's like, I'm scared. And he just keeps saying it. And it's in that same monotone. That is so. Eerie. It is just makes your skin crawl. You know. I would have liked uh, Stanley Kubrick to live long enough to do AI, because that was supposed to be his. Movie. AI was good. I liked it. I liked it, but I wanted to see his fucking version of his. It. Uh, his version would have not ended well at all. It no. would have ended extremely badly. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I got to see. Um, Spielberg's take on it was nice, like the. But it was a Spielberg movie. Yeah, it was a definitely Spielberg movie. Yeah, and I, and I can't stand people. Yes, Stanley Kubrick was a prick, but he really liked Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he loved him. So. He liked his movies. It wasn't his thing, but he's like, but I like this. You know, it's not something I would make. So you have all the assholes who are real. You know, this is something David Cross said. He would. He only made. He only gave him AI because he wanted him to fail. It's like, what kind of a prick are you in life that you, you know? Yes, he gave him millions of dollars. Yeah, because <laughs> he no, wanted him no, to look bad. And of course, to come back to that is in the sophistry because David Cross is a big sophist, by the way. 
He is. He is. I've been able to. I've learned. I learned how to. Since I've learned the word, I've learned how to pick people out that are this. And he's he's brilliant, man. He's a smart guy. He's a good comedian, but he's he's really into sophistry bad. He wants to everybody know how smart he is, you know. So he would have his comeback is well, monetary success isn't something that Kubrick would have thought of. It's like whether the movie succeeded or not. The movie succeeded too. It's a critical success. I wouldn't saw it in the theater. Most critics. And a lot of art house people really liked AI. It was mm-hmm. a good movie, you know. So I would have just liked to have seen his uh, his K- take. Kubrick's take. Um, I was watching Shut was incredibly weird. It's a good movie, extremely good movie. Um, is that more Radiohead? Yeah. What is the name of that one? Exit music for a film. Is that what we're doing? Everything, mm-hmm. we, every uh, conversation piece, we're going to have a song that uh, goes along with it. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I've been... I want to really get back into movies instead of just watching the same stuff over and over again. So, that, per that, I cleaned up everything today so I don't have to... If everything's not clean and everything's... You can go home and watch Roadhouse. <laughs> no, I'm not going to watch Roadhouse. But ironically enough, before I came over... Uh, it was the episode of Parks and Rec where the Eagletonians had come in to the Parks and Rec office, and Eagleton Ron came in, and at first Ron loved him, and by the end Ron despises him. <laughs> you remember that? I do remember. Sam Elliott was <laughs> he was that version. Yes, only a massive hippie, and he's <laughs> he's wearing sandals. What are on your feet, sir? He keeps because <laughs> Ron hates him so bad, but he's still a gentleman and trusts me. <laughs> By the end, he's like they're they're deciding who they're going to keep and who's going to go. So Leslie's like, um, Ron, we've already got a Ron, and he does a really good job. So you're, you know, we just need for you to go. He's just like, well, that's fun, and he keeps on saying hippie shit. And Ron looks at him and said, Leslie, remove this man before I can com- uh, commit an act of physical violence. <laughs> <laughs> I love and that. You know, Ron, he's uh, he practices practices the non-aggression principle, so he had to be pushed pretty far. Well. I just uh, I, He is As we said before And I think I brought it up last night Ron is In in many ways A living embodiment Of the stoicism principle He His friendships He tries to pretend He doesn't have friendships But his friendships are very deep And they're very profound And But he has few friends Few real friends Everybody in the office I think he would consider a friend He loves April Like a daughter He would never say that But Tom, he tries to mentor because he believes Tom is like a, a baby bird. He's just incapable of taking care of himself, you know. Donna, I think he respects as a... A strong black woman who don't need no man? Well, basically, yes. Um, Teach you a and, and Leslie, he has... In another universe, him and Leslie are married, you know, and they have a real... They have a real deep bond. That's you know? an opposites attract thing. Basically, she's, she's, yes. she's basically an authoritarian psychopath control freak, and right. he's the opposite. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah, they really went into that. The fact that Anne's leaving, she she just told Leslie, and Leslie is flipping the fuck out because she wants to control Anne's life. She loves her, but she wants to control her life. You know. Right. And um, and then Andy, he loves Andy because Andy's. You can't help but love Andy. He's a goofball. You know. He's an amiable nitwit. And he's a really good person. He's got a huge heart, you know. Bit of a dipshit. Well, one of the best things he ever said about Andy is that April was mad at Andy for the thing with Ann. 
and she kept on tormenting him. And he came up to her and said, April, I don't usually tell people what to do about fishing. And he's trying to make a fish. He's like, but you don't just torture the fish, especially if the fish has a huge, good fish heart. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great show, man. So happy I watched that. So happy I'm... <laughs> what do you got ready to go there? It's planned. Uh, oh, see, I was... We, you, I, I had that one. We've missed a massive obvious. I, I, I just just cue you guys in. I just typed in "breathe" and YouTube search. And I'm just going down a list. <laughs> <laughs> you cheating son of a bitch! Use the AI, man. It works. You hate the AI. No, I don't. I use it every day. I hate. Um, I hate where it's going. <laughs> this was such a bummer of a fucking song. <laughs> Surveillance state jokes <laughs> And and a uh, play on the fact that we can't breathe Yeah Such a creepy song Everybody, People use it at their at weddings and stuff And you're like, that's not what that's about Yeah, it's about stalking Yeah, it's about uh, It's about a, it's about a guy obsessed with a girl that she's done That, he's, that she's dumping Yeah Those guys in that band by the end, despised each other. I can yeah. see why. I, 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 I despise them at this point as much as they've been played. I love them. I mean, I, I, I would like to like have a ten-year break and then come back to it, and then I could appreciate it again. It's like that's right. They're never not played. Like the police are a constant fiction. I know. It's it's a bit much. Yeah. Some roads with some chorus. There's one on, uh, that I will not play about breathing. Why not? Because it's oh, by, yes. Because it's by. <laughs> I fucking back. love this song. <laughs> Fuck yes, it is a great song. It's a song about social distancing. You see. That is a great dude. Stevie Nicks is the tits. She's great. Should have pulled up uh, Vince McMahon's version. <laughs> so we watched uh, Bloodsport last night. Yeah. How uh, how do you feel about it after your fifty seventh watch of it? A lot of it even a lot of it even more. It holds up. It. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 the the standards for it weren't terribly high to begin with, so yeah, it holds up to what it originally did. But <laughs> I think we've already done that. We've already played this. Oh, one. did we? Yeah, it doesn't matter though. My bad. Still a good song. Now, 
I like the all-American boy scene where it's, it's a flashback of... Uh, <laughs> he's got the Giants hat and He's got the shirt. New York Giants shirt on and the San Francisco Giants hat because he's an all-American boy. <laughs> and he loves Giants. <laughs> and he speaks English so well. <laughs> Not yet. What kind of a deal? What kind of a deal? <laughs> God, it's so terrible. It's it's brutal. I loved it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's... It's got a lot of, uh, you know, for me, with the term wabi-sabi. I despise that group. I really oh, hate come it. come on. I really hate it. I really hate it. What's wrong? It's just, we're talking about noise. It, it's just noise. I mean, with any, without any real... There's music in there. Discernible. I mean, you could say that about Mozart. It's just noise. I guess I could, but... The 50-year-olds... I, I, I think that Mozart has redeeming qualities. You don't think this has redeeming qualities? No. It's pretty good, bro. Hmm. Um. The um. The fight scenes were outlandish in that. In that. Well, uh, there, there's a reason for that. I actually watched a uh, YouTube documentary about that. Frank Dukes. Who barely knew martial arts, really? And, and he he walked by a dojo once. <laughs> well, actually, he actually no. Actually, there is footage of him sparring, and he wasn't terrible, but he definitely wasn't a master or anything like that. He did the fight choreography, and it was awful. Like it was just like, and I know it's you know you it's a movie, so you have to have suspension of disbelief. But people were literally would knock somebody down and wait for them. <laughs> You know, and not finish them off. Yeah, you know, this is a full contact tournament. Finish them not off. Not one person down. knew jujitsu in the entire thing. Exactly. Well, no, they didn't. <laughs> not one person. You had so many different weird styles. You had that monkey style, and you had, you know, whatever. I guess Chong Lee would have been Taekwondo. I guess. I mean, or maybe um, Chong Lee. He's Chinese, though, right? He's Korean. I don't know. He uses a lot of kung fu. He uses more kung fu than he does um, taekwondo as a martial as you know the actor does. Because all the the quarantines drive people insane. Yeah, we're really reaching. Yeah, <laughs> that's a reach. Come on, <laughs> you don't like it? I love the song. Well, I was talking I about membranes like though, and the core of it has to get into okay. the fair. membrane. Fair, okay. It works on so many levels. <laughs> no, but he's. Uh, and then what, is, what would Frank's do, Frank Dukes think be? I mean, what was his style? See, we don't ninjutsu. know. We talked about that last it night. It said at the end of it, uh, he's opened a ninjutsu school. He, uh, <laughs> Which is not really world it's record. It's not a thing, is it? I mean, it's a thing, but no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's, isn't it completely fictional? Like it's. I mean, there are nin- ninjutsu practitioners, but... Uh, well, the thing about it's, it was... It's not really a respected martial art. That's what I'm saying. That's one of the things that's so hilarious about the whole thing is that Frank Dukes might have been the most audacious one of the Bullshito, you know, group. Bullshito. But there's... That's a thing. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole channel devoted to that, you know, with just like bogus martial arts. So, but there's one... This guy, his name, he's, he's, his name is Ashita Kim... He, oh, oh, that's he was, a create. He made a lot of money. Yes, he did. He sold so many ninja I, books. I I had his books. Yes. I bought them. They were bestsellers. Yeah, and they were garbage. Yeah. 
ninja like ninja secrets and, and he, stop people. And from. here's the fun thing: he's a white guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was like, like the book would be like a black and white book printed as cheaply as possible, yes. and it would just have a guy like in a ninja suit, yeah. and it would just show him like it would just show pictures of him going through the techniques. No, 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 no. With a, like a really weak description, <laughs> the eye poke. Yeah, and it would just be a couple pictures with like a brief description. Oh, like it's... I could, like common sense would give you a better sense of like how to do the technique than these books would. Ashita Kim is an internationally renowned martial arts expert who uh, teaches and lectures on ninjutsu around the world. He has written fifty books on martial arts. I'm assuming this is from his site. It's this is uh, just the, what came up in Google. The overview. He was written fifty books in two thousand nine. He was inducted into the USKA Martial Arts Hall of Fame as Grandmaster of the Year. He resides in Lake Elgin, Florida. How is that a thing? Seventy-two years old. Then you have uh, not battle tested George. What is that idiot's name who did the the non-touch stuff, the energy shit? There, there are a bunch of. Them. Well, but he was he was is it Count Dante. Well, no. Okay, remember what I said about the Democ. Mm-hmm. Count Dante came up with the Democ. If you made a movie about him, it would be the great. It would be so entertaining. He was in Chicago. They got into these dojo wars where they were bombing each other's dojos, and a guy got killed. Like they they were street fighting all kinds of stuff. His real name he's he's a he's a potato eating Irishman or whatever was one. His last name is Keehan. It's one letter away from being my last name. So you know he's just he's and he just changed his name to Count Dante. He's completely full of shit. They're all just full of shit, and it's so entertaining. It's such a fascinating subject. Remember we went down a rabbit hole with this because Charlie Zelenoff counts in this count in this camp. You know he's you a, shut your mouth he, about Charlie Zelenoff, you son Charlie of a bitch. Z. See, he's the undefeated heavyweight champion of the world. Heavyweight <laughs> champion of the world. Kick your fucking ass. You can get uh, all these books on Amazon if you would like to order some of them. You can get The Deadliest Man Alive. <laughs> uh, the Search for Count Dante is a, um, apparently it is a documentary. But it's, I'm sure it's just exposing what a fraud he was. Well, I don't know. We'll that, have to f- that would be watch great. it at some point. Um, I just... Uh, Father of mixed martial arts, hairdresser, and much more. <laughs> there was a guy too. We've talked about this guy. Um, he his real name was Ralph Bartle, and he was around. And he changed his name to something Brazilian. And he was hanging around um, at, at the beginning of MMA, and actually had convinced people that he was a retired MMA fighter and a trainer and stuff. Completely full of shit. And then he he's in jail for murder, like. He, he was going to pay a UFC fighter, a well-known one, I can't remember which one, to rear naked choke a guy and kill him. Hmm. So he decided to do it himself, did it, burned the car oh, up with the guy in it. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I watched something on him. Uh, Raphael, what is his last name? Raphael something. It was, it's, a, it's, it's fascinating how, how people can convince themselves of something that's so outlandish and really stick with it. Yeah. I mean, it's just... And make a career out of it. Yes. And be successful at it. I mean, it's just really... It's almost like the general population is very easily duped. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah, no. It's uh, Count Dante Red Ad, the deadliest man alive. What a fucking great guy. Like, he just started putting... I want that t-shirt, the Black Dragon Fighting Society. Absolutely. I bet you can find that on uh, Look on T Public. I bet you it's on there. You just put ads in the back of a thing, and I remember those ads. Man, I was a big comic book nerd, and I remember those ads. The Democ, I remember the Democ ad. 
the death touch. Context. The red ad reproduced on the left featured in numerous 1970s comic books, so we decided to make up a character based on Count Dante. It is informed by, one, complete whimsy, two, a handful of biographical elements about John Keehan, the man who ran the ads, anecdotes about Keehan that seem completely made up, and four, fabrications on his part. <laughs> Fuck. How did people get away with this? It was the age before. It was before the age of information, where yeah. no, people couldn't really look stuff up. Like Frank Dukes fabricated a, a military record. He fabricated, <laughs> you know, just absolute bullshit. I mean, he bullshit his way into Hollywood and and was behind a fairly successful movie, you know. And <laughs> I'm going to read the uh, about you about Frank Duke Dukes. Uh, Frank William Dukes is a martial artist. Fight choreographer and author According to Dukes A ninjutsu expert Named Senzo Tanaka Trained him as a ninja When he was it's a teenager sport. It's blood sport <laughs> He established his own school of ninjutsu Called Dukes Ryu Ninjutsu And has said he won A secret martial arts tournament Called the Kumite in 1975 In the Bahamas 64 years old Shit, I thought he'd be much older than that Jesus Christ. So his legend grew at the same rate that his career grew. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he uh, he got into a lawsuit. Like there was a lawsuit, and when they had court, and Van Dam had to go into court, and you know, and that was the worst thing he could have done because he got exposed, like in a court of law, for being what a fraud he was. I wonder if there's like an interview. I don't know. There's probably hundreds there's lots of, of hours of Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes. I've watched some. He, he wore sunglasses and he's. And this guy's like checking things with him. He's like, Is it true you sold the sword you won at the Kumite, the, the katana, to get some children, to pay for some children to get out of slavery? <laughs> out of child slavery? <laughs> what, was his, what was his answer to that? Yes. He said, Yes, he did. <laughs> it's. I've seen some stuff about this George Dillman guy too. Yeah, that's the guy I was talking about—the guy with the no touch stuff. Mm-hmm. Complete fraud. Like he actually got onto uh, onto a, a National Geographic thing where they were investigating martial arts, and the the woman who the the, the reporter who was in inter- who was asking about was a woman. So there, instead of doing the thing where he knocked her out, he punched her, like punched her in the temple. <laughs> the very first thing I pulled up: fake martial arts master <laughs> loses his mind. And it's George Dillman. The top two are him. Yes. I'd like to... I mean, you've seen it with where the, the kung fu guy that does the no-touch stuff. Like, it shows him with his students. And, and they're, they're all... They're yeah. flailing around yeah. as but he's actually, sending okay, power it's at the them. Sa- here's the thing. It's the same principle as people in, like, snake-handling churches and all that stuff. They are so convinced of such nonsense that they actually feel things. that they, You know, it's a psychological thing. Like, when people speak in tongues and do all that, all that nonsense... It's just because they've convinced themselves that something. I've seen people do this. It's disturbing. I don't know if you've ever, ever seen somebody speak in tongues or yeah. or shake. It's really disturbing. Well, my father did it. Man, isn't it just? It's it was. It, I, when I saw it, it was traumatic for me. I was well, just like, imagine imagine being twelve years old and being raised secular. 
And then your dad starts suddenly starts doing this shit oh in the car God, while he's man. driving I'm down sorry. the road. I'm sorry. <laughs> That'd be terrifying. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. I really loved your dad and everything, but man, that's just... He would do it driving down the road. It was the thing. Like while he was driving, he'd go, Like loud. See, this guy challenged the martial, yeah, I've seen the this. mixed martial oh, man, arts this is, fighter. This is brutal. There's lots of these, and this guy's... He's, he does the no-touch stuff. There's a guy, there's a radio host in China who... They have radio there. Yeah. Hmm. He's an MMA guy, right? And he, and not a very... He's, he's decent. He's like, I'm not, I'm not really great at this. What I love about him is he's aware. of he's, He has total self-awareness. He said, I can never fight professionally. I'm not that great. He said, I work really hard, but I'm, am, but I'm amateur at best. You know, a good amateur at best. And he said, and I'm fighting all these masters and was beating the shit out of them. And he was getting death threats. The Chinese government... Yeah, he had to fucking hide. Yeah, the, the Chinese government came to him and said, you stop doing this or you're going to disappear. Mm-hmm. Because they, they are it, so... It tears committed. down their myth. Yeah. Now, I mean, the Chinese... An entire know. nation convinced that nonsense, bullshito fucking stuff is real. Yeah. You know? I wish there was commentary on this, but... Uh, you don't really need any. The MMA fighters lined up across the mat from. He just comes steaming across at him. I mean, it's just. The, I've seen multiples of these, and it always ends in ground and pound. Yeah. But they don't consider that fighting like some of these guys, you know. And a lot of people saw came to see this because they think this old wise sensei master is going to put this guy in his place. And they're just, got another thing coming. Yeah. Somebody cue that one up to Judas Priest. <laughs> now, what's he doing? Well, he's centering his power. You got to center your chi. Yeah, his chi's about to get centered. He's trying to open hand slap him, which is fine. But they're loop. Boom! <laughs> collar, to grab the collar. <laughs> he can't believe he hit him. He yeah. cannot believe it. I know he's bloody. He's, he's never been punched before. He's bled my nose. It's like Nelson Muntz. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Nobody. Oh, and they're like, like stopping it because he got punched? Yes. So that's... Uh... He just grabs his arm. Starts punching him. <laughs> just haymakers. Head kicks. Hammer fist. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even close. No. <laughs> and, what I, and the thing about it is the guy who's the MMA fighter... Is a nice guy. He goes over to check on him and everything, and is and is nice to him, you know. And it's just, how do you fool people like that? It's amazing. It, well, it's like okay, it's like at the beginning we've we've talked about this numerous times. At the beginning of MMA, you had a bunch of nerds who trained in ninjutsu coming against the guys who were either street fighters or early MMA fighters or something that were legit, and they just got the fuck beat out of them. It was absolutely brutal to watch. You remember those? They got old old videos of them, and it was just hard to watch sometimes. I remember one guy; he he had nerd written all over him. He's he's not in terribly great shape, and he was a eighth degree ninja and all kinds of stuff. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, that guy really doesn't look like he's that tough. But we were sold on this stuff when we were kids. So, mm-hmm. but he knows ninjutsu, so he's going to pull something out. No, <laughs> the guy, the, the brawler walked across the ring and beat the dog shit out of him. It was, you know, I don't think the ninja guy landed a punch. So it was just, you know, that's the brick right there. Right. Okay. It's Bruce Silva. We've all heard of Bruce. I'm going to break that concrete slab with that glass without breaking the glass. Okay. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. All right, and he go. decided to do this on live TV. Oh my god, this is gonna this is gonna go badly. He's gonna hurt himself really bad. Oh, I can't watch. You should watch. That's incredible. Wait, no, and to be honest, I actually felt these bricks. These are real bricks. I mean, there's there's no joke. Oh! oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow! Check it out, baby. Guns. Guns. <laughs> How the hell do you do that? Oh my, god. oh my god, this is painful. Okay, we, okay. He was trying, he was supposed to be like, this is, these are real bricks. <laughs> he said, <laughs> and, and this is live on TV. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised he didn't run off the set. There's no take. Over here. Take two. 110 pounds. Okay. The they okay, keep go going on with don't, it. Yeah. I won't touch it. <laughs> are they both, are they both aware of the joke now or? I guess not. I guess they think they can edit it. Woo! You know what? Either way, that was impressive. No, it wasn't. Good job. Either either way, that was impressive. (laughs) I mean, it was impressive. The The fact that you just kept going with it. Yeah, that's impressive. (laughs) Impressive that you tried to do this and that you've been getting away with it. (laughs) It's impressive in another way. (laughs) It's impressive that people are so easily duped. This is this one's called fake martial arts master embarrasses himself in front of female reporter. But it's kind of long. But I kind of want to get a look at this fucking guy. Power to place a million chi plugs underneath the attacker's feet. <laughs> What's this guy? Is he rubbing ash on his forearm? What is this? Behold, the invisible tattoo. I tried finding context for this. I couldn't, as far as okay. I could tell, the man is rubbing shit. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Blood sport. It's, um, you know, as far as mixed, uh, martial arts movies go, it might be the greatest of all time. We really need, we need, um, what about Warrior? What about Warrior? Like uh, the one with uh, Tom Hardy? Yes. I mean, it's it's a mixed martial arts movie. Oh. I'm talking about just straight martial arts, tournament karate fighting. What about the Karate Kid? That goes number two. <laughs> what about Best of the Best? That's top five, I'd say. One of the Best of the Best. Is actually, man, Best of the Best 2 is actually a good movie. Best of the Best 1 is a good movie. I didn't. Fuck you. I like best. Of the, I like both of them. I just like the second one. I'd like, say there's I a like dozen the best one. of the best movies by now. Eric Roberts was in. The, he was in how many of them? Seventeen. <laughs> um, Eric Roberts. I'm pretty sure Stan Bush did the uh, soundtrack yes. for the entire for the entire Bloodsport. Movie. I'm sure. I think he was the soundtrack to the '80s, just '80s movies. Like this is. Yeah, that's the. This is the sad, lonely. Yeah, it's the one where he's riding on the bus and yeah. Chong Lee is. And by the way, here's one thing I noticed: Bolo Young, even though he's, you know, this big, scary guy, you can tell he's not good at being a bad guy. You can tell he's a really nice guy in life, just by the way he smiled. You know, he'd get that goofy kind of smile on his face. You can tell he's a nice guy. You, you can know? tell he smiles a lot. Well, I'm just saying, he, you know, he's not. He's not really a. He's just big, intimidating dude. But you can tell he's just not a bad person. You know. So. Like this type of song is its own genre. Like this crappy is music, karate, know. karate movie soundtrack song. It is its own slash 
well, dark moment. Dark. Well, I mean, also any song from slash, Rocky Four slash pre revenge. Any song from Rocky Four could have been right. Is in this genre. So, well, that's, combat sports movie. That well, the there's no easy way out. I mean, that's a that's a great tune. Have you guys heard the report that um, Donald Trump is has solicited several people? Unexpected people, including Dana White, but more notably Vince McMahon, to be his advisor on in the process of reopening the economy. <laughs> and I just Snopes did. I mean, I don't believe in Snopes, but I know some of our listeners do. And it says it comes out as true. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about fake martial artists <laughs> and how they can dupe people. And he's hired a fake martial artist who runs a fake <laughs> martial arts organization. You're talking about Vince McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. To you know, help help reco- help recover from the economic collapse that well they uh, from, from the run. The WWE is classified as a small business. <laughs> <laughs> Linda McMahon is on is on the small business administration. She's I believe the head of the small business administration. Well, in, but in 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 all honesty, it was a small business. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it was what, trying to step away from my anger and hatred like I've been. I've been forced to examine things and yes, if you look at it, they they built something from the ground up that was a small business. Yeah, is that legit? You know, um, his dad ran it for twenty five or thirty years, yeah, and he fucked his dad out of it, and he died. He didn't fuck his dad out of it. He bought it from his dad for a, a pre agreed upon price. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like legal like, for it, fucking somebody. It out sounds of like Vincent Mann told me to say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, his dad wanted to keep it regional, and Vince said I. Think it could become a worldwide thing. He's absolutely correct, and he was right. Yeah, it did. He is a savvy businessman. As much as I dislike Vince McMahon on principle and everything, he is an extremely successful businessman. He treats his talent badly. He treats. They're doing better now than they ever have. Sure, right now, which sure. Is weird. I'm saying, but that bar is extremely low. So, you know, better than shit is still slightly better than shit. You know what I mean? So I'm saying. I'm trying to be. What's the only game in town for? I'm trying to be kind about it. I'm trying to see the positives in the thing. You know, Vince McMahon is he's intelligent. He is savvy. He's in great shape for a guy his age. He's in. in he's great, in great shape for, for a guy half his anybody. Age. Exactly. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, he uh, he he really tries. He he tries to do new things. He's audacious. He has a lot of great qualities. He also happens to have some really bad qualities. So. Um, do his bad over way is good That's a matter of opinion So He's provided us with Hours of entertainment Absolutely <laughs> But One of the greatest in, performers But in, in, in deference to me In that In that In that vein I would rather, much rather watch 80s NWA wrestling than his Oh yeah. I like it way better I well, mean yeah, it's, it's more fun You know It's just so much more fun Well so, it seems It seemed real There's that But it's also got that Man, you get that warm 80s feeling, you know, like you're wrapped in a blanket made out of Rubik's Cubes. I mean, it's... <laughs> yes. That's a warm 80s feeling right there. John Cafferty. John Cafferty did that one? Yeah, this is... Is this the... Um, this is when he's training. Yeah, he's training in the uh, in the mountains. Well, in, in the cabin. That's a... That's an aggressive... <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to get all these songs And it's going to be my workout mix that I take in with me I mean it's just search on Spotify Rocky soundtrack and it'll all come up in a playlist No I want I, I want all of them I don't just want Rocky songs um, 
I'm telling you right now, I just searched Rocky Movie Soundtrack Collection, and then you can make your own playlist. You, you find the uh, <laughs> the ones from uh, Bloodsport, uh, the best around from a Karate Kid. Absolutely. Get all of them together. Mm-hmm. Hit shuffle, and you're ready to fucking go. I, uh... Bill Conti. We could put the the Rocky shit on there, the Rocky songs. By the Tiger. You know, I don't like the original orchestrated Rocky. I don't like that song. I just don't. Huh. I mean, I don't. I, I never really liked it. To be honest. I mean, it, it seemed kind of silly to me. The like, the getting stronger. Yes. Fly now. Yes. I don't like it. This. No, I don't like it. Really? No, I don't like it. I'm sorry, but I just don't. I don't like that song. I know it's. I don't get I it. I know it's weird. I'm sorry. I know it's weird. I think it's weird, but I don't like it. I, I do think it, it, it sounds like synthesizers to me, though, right now. Even though I don't know that it this is. This isn't the best version. No, this isn't a very good version. But, but they, they did a different version. For I like each. Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger is my favorite Rocky song. That's Rocky Three. I loved that song when I was a kid, man. Used to wear it out. We had a we had an old stereo in the back in the breakfast nook when we had a breakfast nook, and I would just rewind and play that song over and over again. It's a weird thing to do. I know. I was a weird kid. I wore a, I, wore, I wore a ski mask in the summer. That's an extremely weird child. I've ever told you guys that story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it but it, it was in a much more. I got a question. It was in a much more traumatic uh, mindset. I have a question, real about, quick. Like, yeah, sure. Are you a blood bro? Are, are you ca- a blood are, bro? Are we, are we carrying that over from the uh, other show? Are you, are you, are you a blood bro? <laughs> are you a blood bro? <laughs> hey, uh, Chucky. Quick uh, question, real quick. <laughs> uh, are you a uh, you a blood bro? Can you do it as Paulie Walnuts? Hey, Tone, I heard some things. <laughs> I heard. I heard that our friend Chuck is a fucking blood. He's hanging, Do you believe it? He's hanging out with the... Uh, what's that awful term they have for... for His gumar? No. They, they're extremely, extremely extremely racist, and they have an Italian term for black oh, people. Oh, Moulinian. Yeah. He's hanging out with that fucking Mooley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're so fucking racist <laughs> on that show, man. Well, in their defense, the Italians are racist in real life. Well, any group of, I say as I any <laughs> group of down un- yeah, well, any group of unintelligent insular people are going to be threatened by another group of people and they're going to be racist. I mean, that's I think that comes with a territory. Yeah. No matter where they're from. I mean, it, it, there's this illusion that like people from other countries like Arabic countries aren't racist cuz no, they're racist as hell. I mean, they they don't like other groups of people. Um, also, uh, Jamaicans. Jamaicans are crazy racist. You know that for there aren't they? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, they, it's they, nuts. They they don't they, even like other black people. No, no, anybody that's not from the island. Yeah, not them. That's nuts, dude. It's not nuts. I mean, it's just it's human nature. But it's just you know. I mean, maybe. I mean, people hate people for reasons. They're not usually good reasons, right. but they. People have a reason to hate another group of people. That's. I wonder what I wonder what the reason would be for them not hate not liking black people from other areas. I mean, they're not. I mean, it's island culture, right? So, like, they can they've learned to to 
they've learned to live and thrive and build their culture around um, trusting their own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, American black people are not them. They're fair. seen as an other. That's fair. So they've got this island mentality and the other person. And it's just more extreme. The Hawaiians have it too. Other places have yeah, it Yeah, they too. do. They but, really they're, do. but they also understand, you know. Hawaiians call uh, white people howlies. But they also understand, you know, we need these people to run our economy. Mm-hmm. And we got to, you know, we got to bend a little bit and show some hospitality to these people. Because, you know, our livelihoods still depend on them coming here. Right. Uh, the Jamaicans, not so much. Right. They're They're... They're one of the only... I mean, I'm not generalizing here. There are plenty of Jamaicans who are hospitable to tourists because sure. that's how they make their living. Sure. But they, you know, there's that cultural hatred thing because that's how they've learned to preserve and, you know, you know, to, to be, you know, that, that sort of nationalism, not nationalism, but culturalism that right. they have. Like being just insular. You know, you just... You yeah, don't, that's how they... That's that, ha- that has protected them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they believe in it. Well, I mean... And, one of the reasons I think they're like that is because they were one of the, I think they're the lone group of African slaves who rose up successfully and overthrew a government. And West Virginia has that mindset too. We're, I mean, to some degree, like a lot of the, the deep holler folks are super, uh, can be super skeptical about outsiders. Sure. And it's like, what are you doing in this home? You know, well, especially and that's, and that's the same mentality. It's like, we have learned that, you know, weird people coming up our holler for no reason is usually a sign that something that they're not doing any good. Well, these call them the uh, the guy who would check for the stills. The uh, there used to be a term for him, the revenuer, the revenuer man. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. a cop essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Because well, that's the only reason anybody cares because they weren't right. paying their fucking. I mean, why, why would you? Why would you come up to Cane Branch unless you were a like sizing somebody up, trying to fuck with somebody, trying to steal something, something. Mm-hmm. Or a government bureaucrat goon trying to fuck up. Fuck, we, you, fuck you out of money. Yeah, fuck, fuck with what we got going on up here. So, of course, our natural instant knee-jerk instinct is going to be, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. And why do you not? Why are you not like us? Why would someone not like us be up here? Sure. It's the same at my holler. And um, I'm frankly grateful for it in these, to- in, in these trying, uncertain times. Yeah. In these uncertain times. <sighs> for relaxing times. Fucking make it Santor. I'm about sick of all the. I mean, I, I barely watch commercials now, but if I'm watching something live and a commercial comes on, all of them are about how this particular corporation is doing everything they can <laughs> to make everything easier for us <laughs> exactly. during this pandemic. Yeah. Suck my dick. Yeah. You're- I'm not buying steakums. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Buzz buttered steaks. Buzz buttered steaks, on the other hand, I, yeah, I will it's buy. It's possible them. if I find them. They're rarely in the grocery store that I go to. So yeah, Grants doesn't carry them. I don't think. It's um, I don't know. Uh, Kroger's used to carry them. Yeah, that's where I used to get them. I used to use them as hamburgers. God, they were good. They're still pretty good, from what I hear. Well, yeah, same thing. I've had them within the past probably ten years. I had a Buzz buttered steak. See what it is is essentially a hamburger patty. With a, with a pat of motherfucking butter, butter on there. Hence <laughs> <laughs> the name, Buzz Buttered Steaks. Buzz Buttered Motherfucking Steaks. There is a story, though, of a man who stole an entire truck full of Buzz Buttered Steaks because he liked them so much. Really? Yes. Let's, a refrigerator truck full of Buzz Buttered Steak, and he stole it. How are you going to store that? I don't know. It was in the 50s or some shit. I mean, it was... Huh. Uh, Buzz Buttered Steaks, New World Order of Food. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for the story about the 
guy that stole a bunch of buzz buttered. It was on a commercial. Like I don't. In my defense, I don't even know if it was real. It just there was a there was a commercial that they. It was a radio commercial. Hmm. Yeah. How come? Shit. R two D two in uh, Star Wars never had his memory. Um, Wiped. Wiped. How come he just never said, hey, um, that's your dad? Well, here's the thing. Um, Those movies are full of holes, and they're mostly garbage. (laughs) So. (laughs) You said Anami. (laughs) I I was thinking about, uh, again, Star Wars rewrites. I know blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. You don't put R2-D2 and C-3PO in the prequels. They had no business being in there. No business. They did not belong in there. Anakin, Darth Vader, built, built C- C-3PO. C-3PO. <laughs> that is the dumbest that was his boy. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's a typical in typical George Lucas fashion. Well, how do you explain that? Well, they wiped his memory and he didn't remember. Yeah. Well, well how about Vader? You don't think Darth Vader was going to remember? <laughs> God, it's so... It, the whole thing is just, you know, as much as I love those movies, you know, well... A, f- a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back and The Force Awakens, pretty much. Um, Rise of Skywalker. I like the new one. Rise of Skywalker wasn't bad. It had its moments. I thought it was awesome. But it was just a, it was a sprint to try to fix a bunch of bullshit. from. Uh, and I like The Last Jedi. It just didn't fit, you know. Um, but uh, the original Star Wars, not good. Let's just be honest. No, not a good movie. No, um, not good. If you and can put yourself in the place of being seven years old or whatever it was, seeing first it in nineteen seventy-seven. Yes, I mean, or, I if, you're, or if you're like, uh, you know, this guy that I grew up with and was like good friends with growing up, made this movie on a, like a thousand dollar budget, and this is what turned up. I'd be like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You did a great job, bud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But then, insane. But then you had uh, The Empire Strikes Back By any measure A great movie Such a good movie um, Deserving of every accolade It is a four star movie um, Return of the Jedi Not good Not good uh, But it had Ewoks That's what I'm saying That's the reason it wasn't good That's just dumb I mean And there's lots of reasons It wasn't good <laughs> Well No actually the Ewoks Were the linchpin to that the, the if you have you if you had done it more seriously and kept the Ewoks out of it, Return of the Jedi would have been not as good as the Empire Strikes Back, but it would have been good. Like the the end scene between Vader and Luke dueling in front of the Emperor it was a tremendous scene. It was a really good scene, and uh, you know Vader redeeming himself that is one of the best moments in movie history. The rest of the movie complete shit, just not good. You know so then the force uh, then the prequels uh, Phantom Menace. Garbage had two two good scenes in it. Um, Jake Lloyd is one of the worst child actors I've ever seen in my life. Um, and there was like the thirty minute pod race. That was cool though. That oh, really? that was that? that was entertaining. Huh. Interesting. Well, I thought it was. I thought it is exciting. You know the the lightsaber duel between Darth Maul and and Qui Gon Jinn and you know Anakin. I mean uh, Obi Wan was good. That was that was a good scene. Music was great. Um, Attack of the Clones is possibly the worst motion picture ever made. Yeah, it is yeah. so fucking bad. 
I've, I've, I've yet to not one goddamn redeeming wa- quality. I've no. yet to complete watching it. No, I mean I dislike everybody that was involved in it. I haven't watched an Natalie Portman vehicle since. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's a great actress. She I have, was so her. bad. I love her. I love her. She's she great. was so bad in that. It's not her fault. She well, was told to act like a dipshit. That's what I'm saying. Like it is. It is a. It is a symptom of George Lucas basically falling ass backwards into. You know, creating one of the biggest phenomenons in movie history, and you know it, the reason the first few movies were so good is because so many studio studio execs who knew what they had told him to go fuck himself. You know, no, we're not doing that. That's dumb. You know, having the balls because he was nobody at this point. Star Wars was a phenomenon. It was a one off. They don't know if it's going to be the second one. The Empire Strikes Back. They got somebody else to direct it, and they had a bit of a budget. Yeah, a big budget, and and the guy that got to direct it. Was Irvin Kershner And Irvin Kershner Nailed it I mean Do you think he might be uh, Along the lines of Vince McMahon A better businessman Than he is a creative director Absolutely I think he's, that, I, he, he didn't get make any money he's From the movie guy. He made the money From the merchandise Because they didn't think Anybody would give a fuck About the merchandise But not only that But he's an ideas guy He is not good at articulating His, his dialogue is Notoriously awful it's some of the worst dialogue ever put in a movie or put to paper for that matter. I mean, it's just that bad. Um, his, uh, you know, the only reason, see, I don't think that Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and, and uh, Mark Hamill get enough credit for how good they actually are sometimes. They took that lump of shit and turned it into a great movie, or at least the first Passable. One. Passable, the first one. They turned the second one into a great movie, but Lucas barely had anything to do with that. So... And then he, but for the third one, it's here's the thing about him too. It's so bruised his ego that Irvin Kershner nailed his second movie so much that he hired Richard Marquand, who did everything Lucas told him to do. Everything. The only reason he hired Marquand is so he didn't have to be on set and and give up so much of his time. That's the only reason he did that. He should have hired. He should have either gotten Spielberg, who I think offered, or Irvin Kershner again to re- direct the third one. But I think Irvin Kershner actually would have turned it down. I'd like to have seen a Stanley Kubrick take on a Star Wars Jesus, movie. Jesus, that would have been depressing. <laughs> Everybody dies. Yeah, I mean, it would have been bad. I mean, in a good way, but still bad. Um, guy going around Spielberg, canes. Lots of lots of long, like, brooding scenes under fluorescent lighting in bright rooms in a prison cell. <laughs> he had plot devices that seemingly go nowhere, but they're part of some obscure pattern. There's a murder abrasive. in the bathroom There's for some reason. There's a 15-minute scene of Anakin just sitting there. Long, <laughs> long, abrasive, uh, dissonant sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader's taking his shit for 20 minutes at one point. Darth Vader, he... he <laughs> Since he made a Star Wars movie, it, it rips a hole in the space-time continuum, and he doesn't make Full Metal Jacket. So Darth Vader is essentially Arlie Ermey's character yeah. from... Now you're becoming Patton Oswalt <laughs> in Parks and Rec. He gets the reality stone, and he... <laughs> that, dude, that was... Him on Parks and Rec was great. But... um He was so upset that he hired him, and then... It had become such a massive thing that by the time the prequels were getting made, nobody would tell him no because he's George Lucas. You don't tell George Lucas no. There should have been some in that crowd being like, that's fucking dumb. We're not putting it in there. You know, George R. R. Banks, are you fucking crazy? We're not putting that stupid shit in there. You know, because I'm really into history. I love this. I go back and witness something, like find out who Jack the Ripper was or stop the Kennedy assassination. And the first thing I thought of doing if I actually had a time machine is I would go back to around 1993 or 94 and kill George Lucas with a shovel. That was the first (laughs) thing that came to my mind. And this stop is him from time. making the prequels. That's how I would try to save history. 
fucking pathetic. I mean, I don't even know how I would have reacted if I had just run into him on the street, like going, "Oh my God, you're you're fucking George he Lucas." He does a pretty good George Lucas voice too. I don't want to bother you and nerd out, but like, Star Wars is one of my favorite movies, and I just want to thank you, man. Just thanks for all that. It's it's so great. Ah, you like uh, Star Wars? Um, I got some good news. I'm working on the uh, three prequels, the first three chapters. Oh, really? You're gonna do the finally? Oh my God, that's awesome, dude! I'm so excited. I can't wait. Well, hey, you say you're a Star Wars fan. Uh, do you like Darth Vader? I fucking, I fucking love Darth Vader, dude. The, the helmet and the cape with the sword. That's great, man. Is he in the first movie? Uh, yeah, in the first movie, you get to see him as a little kid. Such a dumb idea. It, it's not if he had done it right. Uh, is he like a little Damien Omen kid? Yeah. Like evil and... He should have Pat Oswald to write those movies. No, he's just like this little kid and then he gets taken away from his mom and he's very sad. <laughs> uh, I don't really care about him as a little kid at all. At all. At all. I, don't, I just like the helmet and the sword and the cape. That was, was kind of cool about him. Well, hey, don't worry, because guess who shows up in the second movie? Boba, Boba Fett. There you fucking Boba Fett. Yes! With the helmet and he's a bounty hunter. That is awesome, man. That is so cool. Yeah, and in the second movie, you get to see him as a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't really care about him when he was a little kid. I like the chip and the helmet and the killing people. Is he like it? Does he have the little helmet on and he's killing people? Is that, is that what's going on? No, he's like this little kid and then his dad dies and he's very sad. <laughs> Do not give a shit at all about that. Do not care less. It could have been a flashback. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't worry, because in the third movie, you know what shows up? The Death Star. Awesome, man. That fucking... Wait a minute. What is it doing, George? Well, you just see it at the very end of the movie. It's being built, and Darth Vader's just kind of looking at it. (laughs) Again... I don't care how they built it, how they put in the toilets or the air conditioning. I just like it when it's done and then it's blowing planets up. That's kind of what's cool about it. (laughs) You look really sad. (laughs) Dude, I gotta say, I'm pretty fucking sad, man. That sounds awful. That that all just sounds like shit. Would you like some ice cream? I would, yeah, I would like some. I like ice cream, man. That'd be cool if I had like a, a dish of ice cream. Well, here's a big bag of rock salt. <laughs> Give him the ingredients for yeah. ice cream. <laughs> you said I was going to have a dish of ice cream. Well, when you combine the rock salt with ice and cream and sugar and flavoring, it becomes, I don't give a shit where the stuff I love comes from. I just love the stuff, stuff I, I love. love. Yeah, uh, that pretty much sounds like like Angelina Jolie. Does she give you a big boner? Well, here's John Voight's ball sack. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The pink glistening ball sack she swam out of. Now jerk off to that, you lucky lucky (laughs) so-and-so. He's so good, man. He's the best comedian. He's got a new one coming out next month. Really? Yeah. God. 
I, I, I every now and then if I'll feel myself something bothering me at work or even at home or something, I'll punch up a clip of his. Uh, the other one, the one I punched up the other day was uh, shit. I, I just had it. Well, it's the one where the, with the rat and uh, ratatouille. No, his, his wife said she saw a rat. Oh, so the wife said he killed. Oh, is that the, is that a, is that a theory? I'm sure it's a theory. Of course, it's, it's a, a theory. theory somewhere. Patton wouldn't hurt a fly. He literally wouldn't hurt a fly. Um, no, it's the and uh, and the rat. He, she saw a rat, and then a big hawk swoops down and picks it up and <laughs> drops it into the neighbor's yard during a birthday party or some shit. That was good. Hmm. Anybody got anything else they want to talk about? We've only done an hour and fifteen, but it's bonus. We don't have to do anymore. Yeah, let's uh, let's call it. I feel like we hit a wall, kind of. I mean, it's my fault since I played a five-minute clip of somebody talking about Star Wars. But <laughs> no, it's it's perfectly good. Hmm. It's just supplemental material. Supplemental material. Yeah, I mean, just a little extra. For, oh, for the dipshits out there Auxiliary John Anything Would you like to throw a knife At our listeners Some of them <laughs> <laughs> just, what, just to see if I can make it stick You know like through the rib cage See if I've got the power And the accuracy Have you been practicing that The throwing Not really No I mean I still got it But what skill I have developed You know by age 14 I still have Well couldn't you make it any better of course, just need to get like a good place to practice, like set up. Because I've, I've, you know, I've thrown it and stuck it into like my wooden wall, and mm-hmm. I need like an appropriate, you know, place to do it or go. I could go outside and do it. The weather's been nice. But. You could get a uh, a human, like a like a representation of a human being, and try. I was thinking more of like a dartboard without any wire on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. With and then have like a wood backboard on it, so I could just start. And I could practice with the ninja stars, but the ninja stars are worthless anyway. They're not effective. Yeah, they're not. They're not good for that. They're just kind of like, ow, fuck. Yeah. And then the guy comes and beats you up. Jesus Christ. (laughs) But uh, come on, man. It's just not. Who um, throws a shoe? Like when (laughs) I think when I think about like what would happen in a battle scenario, and I'm thinking, okay, uh, the gun, the, the gun fails. I run out of ammo. Whatever. No firearm. Sword, sword fails or whatever breaks, or like you know, okay, I've got a bow. I'm using the bow. I'm you know, I run out of arrows. The odds of me throwing a little knife at someone after all that stuff <laughs> fails, instead of just using the knife to stab them in the throat or whatever, yeah, is very slim. Right. It's not a skill that you know translates well to like as far as like it's cool for YouTube videos. Like statistically, yeah. what I might actually need to use in a battle scenario, throwing a knife is very low on the list. Right. In uh, John Wick three, he throws multiple things. I would be <laughs> sticks all, all through it. I would be better. Um, a better use of my time would be to get better at the sword and the whip and the guns. Have you been practicing with the sword? Um, I mean, a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I mean, what do you do? Um, Parry, just, thrust, all that stuff. I just work on like my stances and my slashing and my form. And you know, be having good control, and then I also go out and like slash small trees and brush to like you know work on like fo- focusing and accuracy and actually like 
if this is a leg, if this is an arm, you, you know, and getting a feel for what the sword feels like when you actually strike an object mm-hmm. as opposed to swinging in the air. There's a big difference. Right. There's sort of, the, there's a big difference between punching some, like practicing punching and kicks in the air, like a kata or whatever, like in karate versus actually punching someone in the torso. It has a much different feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a much different, you know, response. You know, you have to, you know, you have to consider, you know, all those variables. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm swinging the sword around a little bit and I've trained with it a little bit and I'm planning to do more. And then the whip, there's all kinds of training and stuff I could do to get better with the whip. Um, but really, I mean, the smartest thing for me to do would be to uh, do more firearms training and to like, have, get, like make some friends who are gun nerds. So if there's any gun nerds listening to this who don't hate me by now <laughs> um, and want to like hang out and like, take me to the gun rage and we can bring our gear and like, you know, teach each other, teach each other some shit. Like I'd be down to do that because I think it's an important skill. And, um, I think it'd be good to like start a group, even of like novice people who want to get together and just, just get a little bit more comfortable with, with some firearms related things, because it's something that I would like to improve. If anybody wants to reach out to me, uh, you know, personally outside of the show or whatever, um, there's something, an interest that I'd like to get a little better at. I think most of the people that listen to this are probably insulated in their homes, in their bunkers, um, with a cache of weapons. Um, I should hope so. Yeah. And, um, they are incels. Yeah. They're mostly incels, seemingly dangerous loners. Yeah. Um, or they're in a prison cell and they're yeah. dreaming about the weapons they're going to get when they get out. Yeah. They're fashioning weapons out of toothbrushes and um, I mean there's some real losers in this I show. mean not a one of them is a good person <laughs> I wouldn't want to hang out with any of these people and I've I've met some of them fucking pieces of shit absolute subhuman mongrels <laughs> worse than Italians I can't believe I said it <laughs> I, I was like if, if our fans would get shirts made up that said I'm a pillow fort mongrel on it <laughs> <laughs> subhuman um, seemingly dangerous loner. <laughs> That'd be a good shirt. Really involuntary incel. <laughs> Extremely involuntary. <laughs> Pillow fort incels. Maximum strength incel. <laughs> Weapons grade incel. <laughs> that's, that's, Tactical. There's your title. <laughs> Tactical incel. <laughs> <laughs> Weapons grade balonium. Ah, fuck. All right. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Go fuck yourselves.